Hello and welcome to the Hey Mama podcast. Supporting women to make empowering, soul-centered and heart-driven decisions in motherhood. Going back to basics, changing our stories and trusting ourselves. I'm Emily. And I'm Annabelle. Hey Mama! Welcome to today's episode. Thanks so much for joining us. We are still journeying through all the birth stories Today, we have Danielle, Hypnomama of One, birth worker, childbirth educator, Hypnobirthing Australia practitioner, birth and postpartum doula and photographer, as well as having a nine-to-five job in finance. She is a busy woman. Her birth was an unmedicated birth after an induction, which she's going to share with us today. So welcome, Danielle. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. (laughs) Yeah, we're excited to hear your story. So tell us where you feel like it all began. Um, Cool. Okay. So I guess I'm just going to start briefly on, yeah, I did what most women would do when they find out they're pregnant, I suppose. Go to the doctor, get it confirmed. Um, and straight away, you know, you get the, um, are you, do you have private health? Um, yes, I did. At the time I was working FIFO. I'd had it for quite some time. Um, and then, yeah, he said, okay, no problem. Find the private hospital. So um, I also have endometriosis. So I kind of had an OB, um, well, a gyno that um, was treating me for that. So I thought, okay, he is an obstetrician as well. I'll go with him. I had a meeting with him um, and I didn't really, I wasn't vibing. I didn't. I thought, mm, okay, I might look around. And um, then my cousin put me on to another one who was a GP um, in Mount Lawley who specialised in obstetrics, working from St John of God in Mount Lawley. And he was great. He was really fantastic. He also bulk billed his management fee, which was a bit of a, a winner <laughs> at the time. So I was <laughs> like, okay. I uh, went and saw him and, yeah, everything was good. I did have a bit of um, – I did have HG for about six weeks. But other than that, um, yeah, really cruisy pregnancy – no issues, baby was growing really well and he knew my husband at the time was FIFO. So, oh, okay, I hope you're going to be able to make it down for the birth in time and then getting towards that 30, you know, 34, 35-week mark, he started saying, oh, baby's measuring a little bit big. Um, And I went, oh, okay, no worries, you know, and then um, as time progressed, he said, oh, you know, I think I was a little, oh, I should take a step back actually. I, um, uh, I knew that I wanted to have an amazing birth. I knew that I wanted to be educated. I probably am a little bit OCD, so finding information was really easy for me. Like I wanted to make sure I had all the information. Doing the normal antenatal classes at the hospital wasn't really on my radar. I found out about hypnobirthing. And I knew straight away that just ticked all the boxes. I thought, yes, that's really aligned with what I want to do and the birth that I want. So about 22 weeks, we did um, private hypnobirthing classes. And, um, yeah, it was just amazing, like uh, learning about breathing and, you know, what actually happens to your body when you're in labour and giving birth, um, which was so important. I think once you understand what's actually happening, it, it's so much better to cope with what when you know what's going on in your body you can cope with it a lot better yeah um, and I definitely, definitely wasn't like it's you know knowledge is power and just knowing that it's not actually a scary thing like yes it's it's 
it's purposeful and it's doing yeah. an amazing wise job to bring yeah. your baby there so we don't need to fear it is yeah really really important absolutely like I totally wasn't I was not fearful at all I knew that yep I could I could absolutely do this I could birth my baby um no problems like that yeah I was never scared um just yeah knowing that yeah just having that confidence and knowing that I could do it and um anyway as pregnancy progressed yeah he started saying oh baby's measuring a little bit big I was like oh okay you know all right I'm sure it'll be fine and then my husband's work so um yeah his work were being a bit silly and he was like well I don't know if I can even actually get down for the birth I was like well well okay but you know and that was probably a little bit not the actual birth itself for me but just the fact that having you know not knowing if he was going to be there so we made a decision we weighed up yeah we weighed up and we decided well I decided that um yeah we would go ahead with the induction so I was 38 and four um, and he was home. We went to the hospital at um, 7 a.m. And actually three days prior to that, I had lost my plug. Um, and Yeah, I had a bit of a show. Um, baby was right. He was engaged. He, his head was pretty much right there. So um, I think he was pretty close to being ready anyway, perhaps. And um yeah, so we went and, um, yeah, checked in and everything at 7am and I um, had ARM, so the artificial rupture of membranes, and that didn't really, um, didn't really do too much. I think then my OB came in and said, yeah, I'll just check you around 11am. So I was like, okay. Um, in the meantime, I was on the ball. I was just kind of on the bed, leaning over, just kind of keeping moving. I just, I didn't want to be contained or constrained to the bed. I wanted to be able to move freely, use gravity um, and use the tools and techniques that I'd learned in hypnobirthing. So that was fine. My two midwives actually knew about hypnobirthing and they were just so fantastic. We had the curtains closed. We just made it a really beautiful environment. I had my tracks playing. Um, Every time the midwife would come in, she would come in quietly you know, only speak to me, um, you know, if it was really necessary. Nothing had really ramped up at this stage anyway. And then, um, yeah, at 11 o'clock, my OB came back. He said, oh, I, do you mind if I just check you? And I said, yeah, no problem. He said, oh, okay, it's, um, you're all, um, yeah, you're dilating really well. Oh, yeah, you're, it's all thinned out. Um, we might just give you a little bit of Sinto to see if that kick starts things into gear. I said, I agreed to that. I said, okay, no problem. And um, so, yeah, at 11 or 12 p.m. I had, they started the Sinto and um, it ramped up really fast. It was intense. And um, yeah, I didn't have back-to-back surges, but I did have to be monitored, like I was monitored, but um, I was able to stay mobile and get on the ball and lay over the bed. Um, and all of that sort of thing. So that was, I think that really helped not being kind of stuck on the bed. So just letting gravity kind of do its thing as well. And then, so that I was laboring like that for a little while. And then I remember um, laying over the back of the bed and um, the midwife said, oh, darling, it's not time to push yet, like bear down. And I said, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Like my body's doing it. And she said, um, she said, oh, do you mind if we just check you? And I think this was about 4 p.m. 
and um, I'd been having regular surges and just breathing through it. I just had my eyes closed the whole time in my zone. Um, yeah, nobody was really speaking. I had my uh, tracks playing. The room was dim, like dim lit and it was just beautiful. And um, yeah, and she said, oh, do you mind if we, um, if we check you? I said, no, no, that's fine. So in between surges, um, they had, she, yeah, did a check. She goes, oh, oh, my goodness, she goes, you're 10 centimetres, like it's nearly time. And I went, oh, okay. And um, <laughs> kind of you, because your baby was kind of, you're like, I kind of know. <laughs> so I was like, okay, no problem. And then, um, yeah, like I was getting a little bit tired because, look, they had been coming pretty intensely for quite regularly. Mm. And, um, yeah, as you know, well, yeah, if when you are induced, it, it, it is a lot more intense than if you were to have been, you know, naturally going to labour. And um, I just knew, like, I did have a fear about, you know, I'd always heard inductions quite often lead to caesareans, more often than not. And I was really, really, I, I, yeah, I was, that was my, that was my fear that if the induction didn't go well and obviously that, you know, cascade of intervention, stressed baby, mm-hmm. you know, baby's in distress, we need to get him out. That was my fear. So I think I was extra cautious of trying to stay relaxed and really just letting my body listen to my body and let my body do its thing. And, um, yeah, they ended up turning off the um, turning off the Cinto and um, my body just did its thing. And he was born at 5.17. And um, so I had like five-hour active labour um, and just, yeah, bared down and breathed him out basically. And um, I did remember distinctively the, one of the midwives mentioning the purple line on my tail, but like on my bum. And I went, oh, yeah, like it wasn't until afterwards that I remembered. Um, but, yeah, I just remember like it was so intense, but I just had my eyes closed the whole time. I was just visualising him coming down the birth path. Um, he kind of, I ended up birthing him on my back, which I didn't really want in the beginning, but I was pretty tired by that stage. So that was just easier for me at that time. And, um, yeah, he kind of came out, went back in and I was like, oh, and then, yeah, he came out. <laughs> <laughs> just funny. I was like, so, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, but... well, like, I, it was just a coincidentally as I reached down to touch his head as he was crowning and he kind of, I felt like he shot back in and I was like, no. <laughs> so, yeah, so he was born and um, he wasn't a big baby. He was seven pound eight. And um, he was 53 centimetres, so he was super long. And, um, yeah, he just needed super fast in the end. But um, he was fine. He was great. And, um, yeah, he soon became, yeah, he just grew so fast after that. But um, I think definitely, like, the hypnobirthing helped. And I just had really supportive midwives. And, I yeah, I can't stress enough how having a good team, having good care providers that, respect you and all of that stuff and listen to you is because if I there was one midwife that came in that was really she was quite old school and um quite older as well and she was a bit like oh you know I did hear her say at one point if this baby you know he needs to be out soon I thought whoa hold on a minute like I'm doing really well the baby's fine (laughs) so yeah she ended up leaving anyway and um the midwives that were left were amazing and yeah it was just a really beautiful experience I um I don't know, now that I'm a birth worker and stuff, so I did all this once I'd had him, um, I don't know if I would have another, yeah, I wouldn't opt for an induction for that reason again, but 
given my yeah our circumstances at the time it was just right for us and um yeah definitely having using tools and techniques to and just being educated I suppose like I knew that I you know being upright was better um and just using yeah using gravity just trying to stay as relaxed as possible and um, while it was intense it wasn't painful as such it was just um just kind of surrendering to those sensations I guess and I think that um you know it's it all sounds so beautiful and you sound um, so happy with how it all went, which is so, so wonderful. But I am curious, do how did you feel when your baby wasn't big? Oh, as I was like, um, yeah, it, and now that's why I would, yeah, I definitely wouldn't opt for one again because I know those scans are wrong and, uh, you know, nine times out of ten they're not correct. Um, and, yeah, I just thought, oh, he could have done another, you know, ten days baking away yeah. at least. And, um, you know, I would have been able to just birth him on my own terms when he was ready. <laughs> so I mean, he liked um, yeah. too far away anyway given that you were having those, you know, those signs, your mucus plug and the show and things. Yeah. Like, yeah, it probably yeah, wasn't I don't, too far I don't away, think but, so um, either. Like I was getting pretty um, pretty crazy practice surges for quite a while yeah. and, um, you know, sometimes they would stop me in my tracks and I would have to breathe through them. So I don't think he was too far away. But, yeah, ideally it would have been nice to just let my body do its thing when it was ready to. And um, But, yeah, look, at the end of the day, um, yeah, that was right for us at that time. Yeah, exactly. And I just wanted to make sure, yeah, make sure that it was a really nice experience. I I just, I didn't want, um, yeah, I didn't want that cascade of, you know, intervention, what happened, you know, epidural, you're restrained to the bed. And then, you know, it's just kind of a flow on from that baby's not, you know, descending properly and all of that kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah it was nice. I just really, yeah, I really, really wanted to make sure that I was mobile for as long as possible and um, just using gravity to its advantage and, and um, yeah. 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 No, that sounds like such a beautiful story. And, yeah, coming from, yeah, like obviously you're a birth worker now but you, you weren't previously, mm-hmm. however, you were drawn to doing hypnobirthing and finding ways to get knowledgeable and understand the birth process, which I think is so important. It's so important. Like yeah. for, it's so important um, to have a positive experience, to really understand the process of birth, I think is huge for women. It's really something that we just or often have a lot of fear around. So we just like turn a blind eye and think that, oh, we'll just put our faith in somebody else yes, to exactly right. manage our pregnancy, manage our yeah. birth when I just don't think, well, perhaps people do have a positive experience that way and that's completely cool. But for a huge majority of it's people. It's not the norm though, is it? Um, it's not the norm at all. It's not the norm, yeah. And I feel like, you know, especially when people say, um, you know, oh, I'm just, I'm not having a birth plan. I'm just going with the flow. And I'm like, oh, I hear it so often. And I just think, you know what? (laughs) Um, The only thing is, if you don't have one, you're going to be working to somebody else's. And and it's not until afterwards that you might sit and reflect and debrief and think, hang on a minute, that's Mm -hmm. not what I wanted or, or, you know, I wish I had have done that. And that's, you know, you, you don't want, you only get one chance at this birth. 
And, um, you know, you want to make it memorable for the right reasons. Yeah, I honestly couldn't agree more with what you said about going with the flow. Like I definitely get it. Like people um, might not want that, but oh, when you when you get knowledgeable and when you start to learn about your power in this, you don't want to give no, it away to somebody no. else. Flow like, flow is often going with somebody else's flow at a hospital setting or in any yeah. kind of um, mm-hmm. medical setting um, because yeah. – they have their own flow and they don't often see natural unmedicated births enough to realise that that is the normal and that should be the, the normal flow. Um, and I yeah. think their idea of the normal, you know, it does involve a lot of the interventions. So, of course, that's going to be their flow. But if we understand that, then we can, you know, really inform ourselves of what our options are um, and make, and really advocate for ourselves and, you know, birth partners advocating as well um, if you're unable to, I think is so, imp- so important. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, just once you take that fear away, I mean, we're conditioned really to fear birth from such a young age when you think about what we see in the media or in movies and, of course, the minute you mention you're pregnant, everyone wants to just um, bombard you with their, you know, not so great birth experiences and I had a bit of that myself and in the end I was like look please like I respect that that was your experience but please I can't be that you, you can't project that onto me <laughs> like I'm gonna have a really positive birth so I just kind of almost had to stop some people in their tracks really when they started you know going to tell me their not so great birth stories and um yeah you want to kind of surround yourself with that good energy and those positive birth vibes and and, you know, your subconscious picks up on that. So that was my plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's that's so, so important, you know, um, hearing all of the, the negative stuff can put you into a not-so-good state before. And, yeah, I think that um, listening to the good stuff <laughs> – can actually make you realise that that uh, can be an option for you. And when you yeah. know it can be an option for you, your brain knows that it can can do that and, and go that way. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, uh, yeah, birth is so convoluted, but, it, I mean, our bodies, of course, know what it's doing, but you want to be, uh, yeah, you don't want to share your shitty stories with someone who is just yeah. about to give birth. Like, just don't. Like, un- I think the more women get knowledgeable anyway about birth, the more they know how powerful it is, how, like, all-encompassing encom- mm-hmm. it can be. And it's not just, you know, always rainbows and butterflies. Of course not. It is a yeah. rite of passage for a reason. But, um, yeah, the more you're educated about that, the more you, you realise that, like, birth is this beautiful big thing that deserves yeah. your time and attention um, I mean, you know, you in learning about it and, and stuff goes into say a wedding for example and then you know birth is how you birth mm. you will remember for the rest of your life and um you know it sticks with you through postpartum mm. and into your motherhood journey it's such a massive transformation going from maiden to mother and um yeah it's powerful and mm. just to be educated and know your options um 
you know, regardless of, you know, what they are, just as long as you, yeah, you, you're educated and you can make an informed decision at the time and I think it's just so important. Yeah, yeah. I'd actually, I'm getting to the point where I'd be like, yeah. I implore people to <laughs> get educated on it, like just get educated like don't I love um not (laughs) I'm really getting to that I love when I'm teaching I you know usually (laughs) half the class is um is first-time mums and I say you know I say to them like I'm so proud of you guys for taking this um you know being proactive Mm -hmm. about this and and really like grabbing it with both hands and doing this because you're up for success right from the get-go I said you haven't had a bad you know you haven't had a traumatic birth and then thought or oh, for the next one you know like you're going to be starting off on the right foot knowing your options knowing what you you know you can say even no to and and just yeah being confident and and just yeah being educated and um it's so nice when you see them and you just see like it just click with them when you teach you know when they're doing it and it's just such a nice um yeah it's awesome just fills my yeah. cup <laughs> And I think as well that even if you don't have a, if you have a traumatic birth, if you don't have a traumatic birth, whichever way it goes, you still learn so much from your birth experiences and that often will then impact how you birth the second time around, whether that's Mm -hmm. choosing a different setting, a different care provider, whether it's declining vaginal examinations, whether, you know, whatever it may be. There are always little things that you go, okay, next time I want to try this. And even if you felt super duper happy with how it went and yeah, it all, it all felt really empowering and positive to you. I really do feel like everyone takes away a little bit of something from each birth and then they often try and adapt the next time around to make it even better, you know, and it's like, yeah, yeah they really realise the potential of birth every single time. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, tell us if there was a mama listening who was considering an induction for whatever reason that may be or happens to find herself in a position where that's the way her birth is going to go and, that, and that's her um, decision, what advice would you give her? Oh, what advice. I would definitely say please do some independent childbirth education. Um, I just don't feel that the hospital antenatal kind of covers, it just doesn't cover in such magnitude. It doesn't give you the options. Um, Yeah, just get educated and definitely look into some independent education and, um, you know, you can do it. You can absolutely do it. If you decide that's the best way for you to birth your baby, then absolutely do it. but, you know, you just need to make sure that you have all the information to make an informed decision and um, and know your options. You do have options. You don't have to be, you know, contained to the bed because you're getting induced or you can still move around and be mobile um, even if you are being monitored and that sort of thing. Um, and you can do it drug-free. You don't have to, you know, um, it's intense. I won't, I won't lie. It's intense, but it doesn't last. <laughs> it doesn't last forever. <laughs> and um, knowing that you're going to meet your beautiful baby, you know, visualise you meeting your beautiful baby and, um, yeah, just make sure you're educated and kind of don't just take everything they, you know, your care providers say um, as the be-all and end-all. You do, you have options. Um, and, yeah. I guess. Yeah. 
Yep, I love that. I love that you say um, doing independent childbirth classes. I think that's huge because, I mean, yes, when you get you do the hospital ones, of course, you're doing yeah. it the way that they see birth, not the way actually mm-hmm. birth can be, <laughs> yeah. which is pretty freaking amazing. And then, yeah, do do your research so you have an informed decision. And, of course, you obviously went down the path of getting your own doula training and hypnobirthing practitioner training. So tell us where can we find you because you'd <laughs> well, be the perfect person. Uh, yeah, so my <laughs> business is called Birth Co. So I am just near Fremantle in Lake Coogee and I, yeah, I teach group classes um, and private hypnobirthing classes. Um, and, yeah, birth doula and postpartum doula. I don't take on a huge amount of birth clients, um, but, yeah, I really love the education side of things. So hypnobirthing and postpartum is more my jam. But, um yeah, I love it. I really love it. It's it's so rewarding and it just really fills my cup and I get such a um such a high out of just watching the couples that I teach. Like, you know, um sometimes they might come and they're kind of a little bit reserved and a bit shy and then by the end they're like, "You know what? We've got this. Like, we've really got this." And it's just awesome. It's so so cool. Mm. <laughs> yes oh I love that so much well yeah thank you so much for coming to share your story with us we are thank so you. thanks grateful. so much for having me <laughs> yeah. have a nice day guys of course you too bye yeah, bye, bye. <laughs> thanks for listening to the hey mama podcast If you're enjoying the show, please share it with friends and follow our social media pages to keep up to date with the latest episodes. We hope you're having a beautiful day, Mama.